Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. What's up, family? Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goebel is back again this week, kicking off another episode of Beautiful Soul Sunday, just to bring you a dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. So listen, come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. Again, I want to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support Beautiful Soul Sunday. Listen, I am very grateful and thankful to all of you who continue to tune into the show each week. And you may be saying to yourself, well, you thank us every week. But listen, I was listening to a local radio station on last week, and they pointed out that there are over 2 million podcasters out there. So listen, I am one in 2 million, and I do not take it for granted. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for tuning into the show. I love you and I appreciate you. And as always, I am sending big hearts and lots of love and even some air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. So I pray that all of you beauties had an amazing week last week. And I pray that you meditated on the word which was given regarding activating the promises God has given you and walking in your divine purpose. And I pray that you really sought the Lord regarding what your purpose is in life. Or if you still don't know your purpose, I pray that you at least began to pray in order to ask God to show you or reveal to you what your purpose is and what your gifts are and how to operate in them. And of course, this week, Beautiful Souls, we are continuing our discussion from last week on activating those promises from God, which he made to you regarding your gifts, and then using those gifts in order to fulfill your purpose Because when you do that, I'm here to tell you that your gift will make room for you. And that is an actual scripture verse out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 16. But last week, I ended the discussion with the scripture verse out of Romans, chapter 11, verse 29, which says, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, meaning that once God gives you a gift, he does not take that gift back. That is one of the promises God made to you that once he gives you something, once he gives you that gift, 
He's not going to renege on his promise and take it back. However, if you choose not to use your gift, it still won't go to waste and God still won't take it back, but he just might take what you don't use or what you refuse to use and give it to someone else. Because if you don't use it, I'm here to tell you someone else will. And it doesn't mean that God has taken it away from you. But what it does mean is that the gift is still there waiting for someone to use it, even if that someone is not you. Because once it has been released, it is out there available to be used Rather, you choose to use what God gave you or not. Know that it has been released, but if you choose not to use it, someone else can come along and pick up what you chose to put down. So in essence, God is not taking it from you, but watch this, you are giving it away. Did you catch that? I just said something right there. The only way You will lose your gift is if you choose to give it away. Out of the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 29, it says, The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. But if you don't use it, it's not going to go to waste. It just may not be used by you, but know that it will be used even if it has to be used by someone else. Because yes, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, meaning that they will not be reversed or changed. They are irrevocable, but they are not irreplaceable. Oh, did you hear that? I really hope that you can grasp that because it is irrevocable, but it is not replaceable because if it is lost, it is not impossible to be replaced by someone else. And I taught on this verse of scripture out of the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 29, a few years ago. Actually, it was several years ago. And if you notice, gifts in this verse of scripture is plural. But when it mentions your calling, that is singular, which means that you have one calling Whether God has called you to pastor or feed the hungry, God has called you to be a light in whatever capacity you have been called to. And I believe that God has gifted you with many gifts to operate within that one calling. So the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Once God gives you a gift, again, it's yours to use not for your glory, but for his glory. And he does expect you to use what he gave you and not to let it go to waste. But wonder if someone else picks up the mantle, the gift, and the talent that God gave you to use. So you will either use it or lose it. But again, that can't happen unless you allow it or unless you choose not to use it and you hide it or you tuck it away. There is a story in the Bible out of the book of St. Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, which gives us the perfect example 
of someone who is wasteful with the talents God has given them. This is where we find the parable which Jesus taught on the five talents. And in the Bible, check this out, talents are referred to as currency. It was chiefly used by the ancient Romans and Greeks. So in the scripture verses, I am going to read to you out of the book of St. Matthew. When you see the word talents, it's talking about money. And I'm going to read this passage of scripture in its entirety, beginning at verse 14. And again, this is a parable about bags of gold or bags of money, which Jesus taught on. Verse 14 says, again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. So God has entrusted what he gave you, the gifts that he has given you. He has entrusted it to you that you are going to use it for his glory. Verse 15 says, to one, he gave five bags of gold, to another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his own ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. I'm going to say that again. He put his money to work and gained five more bags. Verse 17 says, so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money, meaning that he hid the talent which he had been entrusted with. Verse 19 says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Verse 20 says, the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. So what was he saying? What you entrusted me with, I not only used it, but I multiplied what you gave me. Verse 21 says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with the few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness or come and share your master's wealth. Verse 22 says, the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Verse 24 says, then the man who had received one bag of gold came and said, master. Now listen to this. This servant only had one talent. He only had one bag of gold. And he came to his master and he said, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. 
verse 25 says, the servant said, so I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. So this servant chose to hide his talent. And he said to his master, here is what belongs to you. So in essence, he took what his master gave him. And you know what? He gave it back to him. He hid it. He said, this is what belongs to you. And see right there, the servant said, I didn't use what you gave me. I hid it. And notice what he said to his master. He said, I hid your gold in the ground. So this servant would rather hide his talent than use his talent. And notice this, the talent was his to use, but the fact that he chose to hide it instead of use it, watch this. He said to his master, the one who gave him the talent in the first place, he said, I hid your talent. In other words, I didn't use it, but I hid what you gave to me. And here is the master's reply in verse 26. His master replied and said, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Verse 27 says, well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, it would have at least received interest back on it. Oh my God. Verse 28 says, take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags, because at least I know that the one who has 10 bags started out with five, but he multiplied what he gave him. How much more can he multiply the one talent that someone else didn't use? Oh my goodness. Verse 29 says, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And verse 30 says, and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The servant was worthless, but the talent wasn't wasted. Oh my goodness. Listen, I am going to let that sink in while I take a short break. And when I come back from the break, we will talk more about wasting your talent. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I read the scripture out of St. Matthew, where Jesus was teaching a parable on talents. And you may know what your gift or your gifts are, but do you know what your talent is or what stream of income your talent is coming from? And 
Are you willing to use the talent which God has given you? Or will you be like the servant that Jesus said was worthless, who refused to use the talent which was given to him, but instead he hid his talent? And listen, you may think that gifts and talents are one and the same. And you may be thinking of the definition of a talent as a natural skill with a specific flair or special technique or knack for something to be innovative. And that is one definition of a talent. But again, as we read in the book of Matthew, according to the Bible, having a talent means that whatever your gift is, your talent is supposed, watch this, to unlock the resources in order to activate, flow in, and tap into the source of income, which will open up doors for you in order to support you financially whenever you use and operate in your gift. And, you know, I had never thought about this before until last week when I began to study this out. But after studying this, I believe that since gifts and talents go hand in hand, that when you operate in your gift, your gift makes room for you and brings you before great men. Those men will want to pay you for your gift and you won't have to go looking for them. They will come looking for you. When athletes are in college and even in high school, Coaches and talent scouts. Did you catch that? Talent scouts who are willing to pay them for their gift will come to basketball games and football games looking for someone to sign in order to go pro and pay them for their gift. Listen, God will begin to open up doors to unlock talents which have been stored up just for you to overshadow you and flood your life in order for you to walk debt-free in abundance and prosperity through financial freedom because you are not just supposed to share your gifts with the world, you're supposed to get paid for your gifts. God set it up that way in order for you to flourish in your gift and receive financial support because when you share your gifts, God said, I will bring you before great men. It is for a reason that God said, I will bring you before great men. In other words, I will put you in places which will cause men to say, I see a gift in you. You have something special. I am willing to pay you X amount of dollars in order for you to keep sharing your gift. I believe that's what God means when he says, I will bring you before great men. The reason why is because those same men are the very ones who will see your gift and want to pour streams of income into your gift and pay you for what you have to offer instead of you having to pay someone else for what they are offering. Do you remember me talking about Dorothy Steele, who starred in the Black Panther movie at the age of 91 years old? And she landed the role because she had the ability to light up a room. Her gift made room for her 
and she was compensated. She was paid for her gift. And you know what? When you have a gift and you are flowing in that, for instance, take Beyonce and Jay-Z. They flow in the gifts that they have in order to entertain and they are being paid and paid nicely for their gifts. Oprah is someone else who is being paid nicely for her gift. And of course, I'm being generous when I say nicely, but she is a billionaire because of her gift. Even Bishop Jakes, someone in ministry, is paid to go around the world teaching, preaching, writing books, and writing movie scripts because of his gifts. And he is the epitome of someone who operates in his calling and uses his gifts to receive talents, currency for what he has been called to do while using his gifts. And listen, those are his gifts. But God wants you to tap into your gifts and it doesn't even have to be on that level or on that scale. But in order for your gift to make room for you at that level, I can tell you what all of those people have in common along with their sacrifice is their work ethic because you reap what you sow, meaning whatever you plant or put in, that's what you are going to receive back. So if you are only giving a couple of hours a week into nurturing your gift, chances are the benefits of what you get back on the return of the time you've put in will be a couple of hours of seeing the results of what you sowed. But if you live and breathe sowing into your gift, nurturing your gift, you will eventually see and receive a return on your investment. And I believe God will reward you for the time he has seen you put in. And that's whether it's sowing into your own gift or sowing into the time you put into your secular job. Because listen, God is a giver. And I've heard someone say this before. He will not allow you to outgive him. So when he sees the time that you are devoting to what he gave you, that you are not hiding it, that you are not wasting it. Listen, you will receive a return on your investment. So if you put in the time to take care of what God has entrusted you with, you will be rewarded for it. That's when your gift will work for you and even make room for you And you may say, well, I can't sing. I'm not a motivational speaker. And that may not be your gift, but find out what works for you. Find out what your gift is. And one of your gifts could very well be the gift of making someone else smile. And you never know, someone could see your smile and want to pay you to be the face of an ad in a Colgate commercial. I mean, listen, I'm just saying you never know. But if you are always frowning in a bad mood, never happy, and when people are around you, you're always hateful, never smiling, and you could have the most beautiful smile in the world, and that could actually be your gift, but no one would ever know it, including you, if you don't use or recognize it as one of your gifts just like Dorothy Steele, simply because 
you have a gift to change or touch someone else's life because you have that ability to light up a room whenever you walk into it. And that is an amazing gift to have because even that can give someone encouragement or hope just by giving someone else a smile and being a light to that person. And I've talked about the gifts of people, which you do know, but I want to talk about someone who has a gift that you may have never met before. When I drive to work in the mornings, there is major construction work going on that I have to drive through. And every morning for months, there is a guy standing out there directing traffic, waving at every single car that goes by and giving each driver a huge smile as he's waving traffic through. He made such an impact on other drivers' commute in the mornings that our local television station began to be flooded with phone calls saying you have to do a news story on this guy. And they actually did a story on him a couple of weeks ago. And I found out that his name is Leon. And when they interviewed him, he said, I'm not supposed to be out here until 7.15 or 7.30, but I get here an hour early. And he said, I thought if I can make someone's commute a little better in the mornings while having to drive through all of this construction, if I can make someone's day, it's worth it to me. And, you know, I was talking about this with my husband and he said it's not so much that he loves his job but it's the fact that he loves making other people happy. That is absolutely amazing. And guess what? That is a gift. So never think that you don't have anything to offer someone else because even a smile can change someone's life and brighten up their day. There are other people who have the gift of making you laugh. For instance, Steve Harvey has the gift of laughter and his gift has made room for him. Laughter is so important that the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 22, a merry heart will do you so much good. It's like a medicine. People need to laugh because people need to be healed. And sometimes, Your healing will come from you having a merry heart or a joyful heart. And listen, I absolutely love, love the gift of laughter. Because if you can laugh, it brings you joy. It brings other people joy. And the Bible tells us that when you are in mourning, the absolute best antidote for grief and for mourning is laughter and dancing. That's how important it is for you to naturally let your light shine in whatever you do that is going to encourage someone else in order to bring someone else joy. And again, you may not recognize the gifts that you have. Listen, it took me many years to realize that one of my gifts is writing. And before I realized that writing was actually one of my gifts, I discovered that there had always been a desire for me to write, even when I was in my early 20s. I have written and published two books, and I have written forwards for other people who have written and published books. And 
(laughs) You know, speaking of your talent being a resource for your gift, God actually spoke to me one day and he said, you don't work for free anymore. And ever since then, when God checked me, because I certainly never thought of charging people for writing for them. But listen, I want to say this. You do not have to feel awkward or funny or bad about letting people know what you charge for your services or what your honorarium is because it is your gift. And Jesus said this in St. Luke chapter 10, verse 7. He said that a servant or a laborer is worthy of his hire. That means a worker is suitable, deserving, and due his or her reward to pay them a wage for their services. Jesus said that because Jesus knows that people will exploit your gift and use your gift without ever compensating you with the talents which are due to you. Do you know that the scripture that I read out of the book of Matthew being paid a talent, one talent was equivalent to a 20 year wage. 20 years equaled one talent. So it's no wonder Jesus said to the servant who hid his talent, you are worthless because anyone who would work 20 years just to receive one talent and still not use it or do anything with it, that is not only worthless, but is also pitiful. If you are not going to use it after you worked for 20 years, it's not going to go to waste, but it's going to be given to someone who will see it and who will not hesitate to use it because 20 years is plenty of time to use what God has given you. So listen, use your gift. Don't hide your gift. Come out of your comfort zone, out of your shell, and operate in your calling and in the gifts God has given you. And listen, I want to prophesy to you today and tell you that God is about to unlock the wealth of the wicked on your behalf, which has already been laid up and stored up just for you. That is an actual scripture out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 22. I'm going to read the entire verse because when you hear this verse of scripture, people normally always quote the last part of that verse, but they leave out the first part, which to me is the most important part. Again, this is out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 22. Here's what it says. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So how do you expect to receive the wealth of the sinner, which has been laid up and stored up just for you, if you continue to repeat the cycle of poverty from generation to generation, never using your gift? never tapping into the talents which God has already set aside just for you whenever you use your gift. We are supposed to leave our children and our grandchildren an inheritance. And this is something else that I know I have started praying about over the years 
and that is to leave my children and my grandchildren an inheritance. So listen, it is biblical to leave an inheritance for your children and for your grandchildren. The wicked has stored up treasures, not for them to use, but they have been stored up and kept for you to use. But watch this. God is saying that they cannot keep it from you because what I have for you is for you. And I am about to release it in order to get it to you. You are about to do what you love to do instead of what you have to do. That is how gifts and talents go hand in hand. And when your talents bless you abundantly and begin to pay you monetarily for your gifts, that is how you unlock and activate the promises which God has made to you in regards to using your gift. Before I end the show today, I want to leave you with what I feel is the absolute perfect quote to end the show with today. I actually have two quotes, but this first one that I'm going to share is so perfect, I really could not believe that I found these quotes. The first quote is by Robert Fritz, an American author, composer, and filmmaker. He said this, The way to activate the seeds of your creation is by making choices about the results you want to create. When you make a choice, you activate vast human energies and resources which otherwise go untapped. The second quote that I want to leave with you today is by Wayne Dyer, an American self-help spiritual author, preacher, and motivational speaker. He said this, the more you see yourself as what you would like to become and act as if what you want is already there, the more you will activate those dormant forces that will collaborate in order to transform your dream into your reality. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember to discover your gift, activate your gift, operate in it, and use it for the one who gave it to you. Don't hide it and don't waste it, but use your gift for the glory of God and keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be, and that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.